0: All right. Thanks, Scott Shannon. And thanks to all of you for being with us. Toll free our numbers 800 941 Sean If you want to be a part of the program, former president uh, Donald J. Trump will be with us in hour two today. Uh, I don't know if you saw Chris Rock special last night on Netflix. It was a live comedy. Uh, they'd never done this before, a live show. They usually tape it, edit it, and and then put it up there. But they did it live. It was great. He finally fought back against uh, Will Smith. I mean, he tore him up. I mean, it was funny as hell. Uh, glad you're with us. You know, I've been a little reluctant. I know I'm beginning to realize because I listen to my audience. I listen to all of you, and I've just felt like it's a little early to be getting into 2024. But it's obvious from everybody that I talk to that this is you know top of mind on <clears throat> on so many levels for people, and so I don't. I, I've only been resistant because we kind of just got out of a presidential. I don't, I'm sorry, out of an election mode, uh, and there's been so many other things to to speak about. But with um, CPAC this weekend, and and the first, I guess straw poll took place, and Donald Trump won that. You know who's getting in, who's not getting in. I mean, it's it's getting interesting. I don't know. I don't even know. Who this this other guy is that ran on the Republican side? you, you had you ever heard of this guy? No, because Donald Trump had sixty two percent. Ron DeSantis had twenty percent, but he's not an announced candidate yet. Um, then Perry Johnson, five percent. I'm like, huh? That didn't make any any sense to me at all. Uh, but anyway, so it's gonna it's just pretty dis- it's pretty interesting to watch. Um, I watched the speech of the president at CPAC. And it's very interesting because he he's been out there, but he's not really been saying a whole lot. And I saw a different I felt I saw a different Donald Trump on Saturday uh, from the one that we've been reading and and hearing about. You know, he was extraordinarily passionate and the message has changed somewhat. The principles remain the same. You know, I alone will not retreat, he went on to say. And he says, I'm the only president in history who has ever taken on the entire corrupt establishment that is in Washington, D.C., and asserted that anyone else will be intimidated, bought off, blackmailed, and ripped to shreds. There is truth to all that. Nobody's taken on the deep state like Donald Trump did, period, end of sentence. Um, Then he he pointed out something that I have said often. Maybe I don't say enough. And he said, while he will face... unrelenting attacks he he doesn't believe he's really the target that the real target are the people that he's standing up for quote our enemies are desperate to stop us because they know that we are the only ones that can stop them they know that they that we can defeat them they know we will defeat them but they're coming after me they're coming after you and i'm just standing in their way You know, in 2016, remember, he was talking a lot about the forgotten man and forgotten woman. He said, I'm your voice. Today, I will add, I am your warrior. I am your justice. And for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I will be your retribution. This is a very different speech than speeches he's given in the past. He is very, very profound language with you at my side. We will demolish the deep state. We will expel the warmongers. We'll drive out the globalists. We'll cast out communists. We'll throw off the political class that hates our country. We'll beat the Democrats. We'll rout the fake news media. We'll expose and appropriately deal with the rhinos. We will evict Joe Biden from the White House, and we will liberate America from these villains and scoundrels once and for all. And then he said, this is the final battle, and they know it. I know it. You know it. Everybody knows it. Either they win or we win. And I promise you this that if you put me back in the White House, their reign will be over and America will be a free nation once again. Uh, Talked about war and peace. And, you know, he just just went in very, very deep on all of this. Calls to dismantle the deep state, protect Social Security, Medicare. He talked about basically the battle for the American soul. It is a battle for hearts and and minds and ideology and philosophy. Um, He spent a lot of time talking about you know, every day for the Biden administration is April Fool's Day. There's some truth to that, too. I mean, Joe Biden was out there. He, You know, you he just heard coming into the program the line, I'm going to raise your taxes. And then the rest of it is uh, not if you make under $400,000 a year. However, he didn't say that as of January 1st this year, he raised taxes on oil, gas and coal to the tune of, of hundreds of billions of dollars and pensions and corporations, $225 billion, I believe. And all of that impacts, you know, if you tax oil, gas, and coal, if you tax pensions, if you tax corporations, again, corporations will pass the cost on to consumers. So he raised taxes on all of us. Then he's back telling us he's not going to raise taxes on people that make less than $400,000 a year. Uh, he uh, went into Ukraine funding endless wars. Look, the... They're not allowing Ukraine to even have a chance to win. So then you have to ask the question, why, you know, why are we there? Why are we spending money there? You know, said every every day for the Biden administration is April Fool's Day. That's, that's funny, too. Um, the one thing the president, I was glad that he talked about, is something that we have been talking about at length and great specificity on this program, and that is this Republican reluctance and resistance towards mail-in ballots and voting early. Republicans have got to get rid of their resistance. Now, is this, would this be my, my choice for how elections take place in America? No, it would not. If Sean Hannity could write the best system for voting that would have the most integrity, it would be very different than our current laws and and they differ from state to state. There's only one state that mandates you hand in your own ballot, and that is the the state of Alabama. Florida is pretty close. it's 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 almost there. But Republicans in Florida have not been reluctant or resistant in any way to hand in, you know, to mail in their ballots or vote early. They've not been resistant in Florida, and it's helping them. In other states, Republicans on election day are starting out, you know, down anywhere between two hundred and fifty and a million plus votes. And Democratic candidates are not running traditional campaigns anymore about ideas. They've abandoned that now for, what, three, two straight elections at least, if not three. And we've got to understand the game that they're playing. And the game is, my system of voting would be make Election Day a national holiday. My system would be paper ballots. My system would be all across the country, you have partisan observers watching the vote Watch watching voting going on on Election Day uh, up close to make sure nothing nefarious is happening. When the polls finally close in every precinct, you have partisan observers watching the vote count, confirming it's being done with integrity. It's It's that simple. You'd also include voter ID and signature verification, chain of custody controls, updated voter rolls. That would all be a part of it as well. But that's not the system we have. And President Trump this weekend talked about it. Democrats, they're not out kissing babies, shaking hands, taking selfies. They're not doing press avails. They're not doing town halls and answering people's questions. They're not running in the arena of ideas any longer. They're certainly not even capable of getting a crowd that would be remotely looking like a rally. You know, they hide in their basements like Fetterman did, like Katie Hobbs did, like Joe Biden did. They spend hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars on negative ads against their opponents. And then every state has legal, and it differs from state to state, ballot harvesting laws. And they, they go out and they, and I'm, I'm not even accusing anybody of being nefarious, but they're in the ballot harvesting business based on the laws of their state. Republicans have got to build a system to at least match that. And hopefully even do it better than they do it. And Republicans, if you're a Republican and you've been resistant and reluctant to vote by mail or to vote early, stop. You can't start out election day down that kind of by that kind of margin and expect to win. You simply can't. And then if Republicans win elections, then you can have the best system with the most integrity in terms of election day. That you would ever want i think it's the one that i outlined just a second ago um so it was an interesting weekend uh larry hogan who had his name out there saying he's not going to seek the republican nomination If, if i had to guess where we are today i probably would say you're looking at we had no nikki haley is in i think tim scott of south carolina it's looking more and more like he is going to get in the race I know Ron DeSantis is looking like he's going to get into the race. Uh, Glenn Youngkin seems to be flirting about getting into the race. Chris Christie seems to be wanting to get into the race. And then some guy that was at CPAC that nobody knew is going to get into the race. So that's on the Republican side. And, you know, just to update you on the Democratic side, you know, why is it that Joe Biden, Joe's wife, has to go out there and say, how many times does he have to say it? The thing is, he never has said it, that he's running for reelection. So she announces basically for him. And then she was out this weekend complaining about Nikki Haley and Nikki Haley's proposal that politicians over the age of 75 take a mental competency test, something Donald Trump had said that he'd take willingly. He already took that test, a cognitive test. Did He aced it. He had a perfect score. Uh, Jill Biden's pushing back. Well, what's We all know the real reason she's pushing back. Joe Biden is now, you know, he's going to be 82 if he's inaugurated for a second term, if he was reelected. And, you know, now they have people, even the New York Times suggesting, well, maybe we should, maybe we should be looking at another vice president. That's another thing the Democrats are doing. Um, reports out today that there are Democrats looking beyond Biden. They don't want him to be the nominee. And they're looking at, what they describe, not me, past superstars like Hillary Clinton and Al Gore. Are you kidding me? Biden enlisting potential rivals as advisors ahead of 2024. Governor Newsom, uh, Governor Murphy, Senator Warren. You have Illinois Governor Pritzker saying no serious Democrats are expected to run against Biden. Manchin declines to endorse Biden's 2024 campaign. He says he wants to know all the players. So, Things are not there's behind the scenes. There's a lot of fear and trepidation among Democrats. They know that he is weak and frail and a cognitive mess. The idea that you would even think about bringing Al Gore back into this or Hillary Clinton back into this is is chilling to me. But that's that's where the Democratic Party is. Um, But it's it's sad that I don't like the fact that political campaigns are in the future now seemingly, at least for the short term, gonna end up not being about ideas, but about hiding and about, you know, harvesting ballot operations. That's not good for the country. Marianne Williamson is is running in a challenge to Joe Biden. There's going to be others. I just don't know who they are yet. We'll we'll wait and see. I still think deep down in his heart, I think I'm pretty convinced that Gavin Newsom has picked out the drapes for the White House. I think he wants it so bad he can taste it. You know, his campaign slogan can be I destroyed California, I can destroy the rest of America if you only give me a chance. Anyway, 800 941 Sean, our number. You want to be a part of the program. Now, our friends at the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, born on the tragedy of 9 11 2001, they have been honoring America's heroes ever since. Now, the foundation honors fallen and severely injured heroes and their families with mortgage free homes. This year alone hundreds of gold star and fallen first responder families with young children and our nation's most catastrophically injured vets and first responders are all receiving homes it's all because of your generosity that this can happen now last year more than 500 homeless vets they received housing and services they expect to do it to help they expect to help this year 1500 people on memorial day all the brave men and women lost since 9 11 in the war on terror are having their names read aloud in a Tunnel to Towers ceremony in our nation's capital. Anyway, they can only do it with your generosity. So join Tunnel to Towers. The entire Hannity team here is on board. Go to their website. They're looking for all of us to donate 11 bucks a month. Just go to their website. It's the letter T, the number 2, the letter T.org. The letter T, the number 2, the letter T.org.